This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Current community affairs. Connecting. Uplifting. Representing. Informing. Celebrating. Empowering. Sharing your passions. You are on the line with Dean Beck. And this message has just come through from Florence. Uh, Words do have meaning, indeed. Freedom of speech isn't obsolete. Think carefully, words hurt. They're good words for Victoria's Health Minister, Jill Hennessy. Let's have a change of pace. I'm very excited to say that tonight a wonderful movie is going to be screening. It is the premiere of it. Susie Taylor is the person behind it and she joins us on the line. Welcome. Thanks very much, Dean. Thank you. Susie, tell us about your beautiful movie, Love in Full Colour. Well, it's um, a doco that's been uh, three or four years in the making, I guess, and it uh, tells the story of 12 wonderful, incredible uh, LGBT young people who... um, uh, all attend the minus 18 same-sex formal. And um, I guess that's kind of the formal is used as a bit of a narrative device to then explore some of their experiences at high school and at home and some of the things that, that brought them together and, and to be at that place. So some of them are organisers of the formal and some of them are um, uh, patrons, I guess, for the first time. Over that three years, you would have seen the formal morph into something much bigger than it started out as. Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think they had um, around 600 people at the formal oh, this wow. year, which is just astonishing. I mean, the feeling that you get when you walk into that room, it just gives you goosebumps and brings tears to the eyes. It's um, it's just incredible, you know, the way such, you know, a single event, it's, it's so much more than a party. It really is. It, it means so much to people, particularly when, you know, they have had experiences at high school where they felt bullied and discriminated against and, I guess in the you know uh, wider context, often feel invisible um, in media and in general life as well. So to walk into a room with hundreds and hundreds of other young people that they can sort of feel kinship with um, is a pretty powerful thing. It's one of, and there are many, of Minus 18's success stories, and it's copped a bit of a flogging recently uh, because of... Uh, our dear friend Wendy Francis and the Australian Christian Lobby. But the work that they do is extraordinary. And uh, this is just an example of where they have made an amazing difference. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, um, I mean, the formal is just one of many, many events that they organise. I, I think often, certainly the young people who I interviewed, many of them didn't start out going to a, a face-to-face event. They'd sort of dip their toes in and you know, have some conversations in the Minus 18 forum online first and, you know, start to build, I guess, a bit of an online community. And then from there, once they um, become a bit more familiar with who's who, they then go along to a physical event. So that was another interesting part, um, you know, of the stories that I sort of encountered, the way that online communities are bringing people together in ways that we never, you know, I certainly never had access to when I was sort of growing up at high school. So, yeah. Susie, why do you think it, continues to grow and have relevance at a time when safe schools uh, policies are being implemented and uh, inclusive formals are theoretically, you know, the way to go for all schools? Well, I mean, Safe Schools Coalition work is just amazing. And I think, you know, Victoria is really leading the country when it comes to 
you know, certainly the level of sign-up of schools, the Safe Schools Coalition. So there's definitely awesome change afoot, but, you know, it's still a lot of change has to happen. And that's not just in the independent schools either, you know, it's the public schools too. And it's certainly something that came across in this film that the type of school was not necessarily a predictor of the kind of experiences, negative or positive, that um, a student would have. So, I mean, I guess, there are many different ways of communicating to a young person that they're not going to be welcome at the formal and or the school deb, and um, and I think you know certainly invisibility in the curriculum is a really big thing. Um, teachers and principals not necessarily always being quick to stand up when they hear homophobic and transphobic slurs in the same way that they might perhaps when they hear racist slurs. Um, you know, schools needing to build up more proactive policies and also just being really explicit. So when they do have an event like a formal or debutante ball, to be really explicit that this is an inclusive event and anybody is welcome to bring, you know, same-sex partner, straight partner. So those kinds of messages still aren't getting across in a particularly consistent way. And so it's not just about those schools that specifically went to kids and targeted kids and said, you're not going to be welcome at this formal. That's, I guess, the more extreme end of the spectrum, but all the other stuff, it's a little bit more insidious and sometimes harder to point to, but there's still a lot of work to do there. We're speaking with Susie Taylor from Fingerprint Productions and a documentary uh, that celebrates LGBTI teens and same-sex formals and minus 18 success in that space is titled Love in Full Colour. It is premiering tonight. Susie, how do you uh, go about doing a doco with kids? I mean, it's not an easy thing to do these days. No, no, we had, um, I mean, I guess uh, there was extensive consultation. I met with everyone um, a couple of times before we started filming. I was very, um, it was important to me that we were very clear about the parameters of the stories that they were comfortable to tell so that I didn't ask any questions or put them on the spot so that they didn't end up feeling like they'd shared something they didn't actually intend to share. Um, Everybody got a, a full transcript of their interview once it had been done and then once I was sort of further along the edit, um, uh, I guess a few months ago, emailed everyone the full copy of the, the script so they could read it and make sure they were comfortable with the way their story had been represented and how it sat alongside, you know, the other 11 stories. So, I mean, there were just a couple of examples of ways that um, I guess it was important to me that everyone felt empowered in that process because, you know, stories are precious and they're personal and... Um, and I think, I mean, the the willingness and the generosity of spirit that they showed in being as open and honest as they were, I think is just testament to the fact that they get it. Like, they get that stories can be an incredibly powerful tool of advocacy and, and, act, and activism, really. And um, without even knowing it, perhaps unwittingly, um, I think most of them came to the project as activists because they could see the power in doing that. Gathering content is one thing, but crafting a beautiful story is an art in itself. Um, how much editing time did you put into this? <laughs> That's why it took four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was a good challenge. It was you know twelve stories, and how do you how do you juggle them and balance them? And it's unconventional in that sense because you know most of the advice I got was, oh, just pick one or two people in the story and just focus on them, and the others can be secondary characters, but by that stage, I just sort of fall in love with all of them. And also, they all had very specific and unique experiences that I felt like it was kind of part of the tapestry, like all those threads um, are part of the bigger picture. And so, you know, having 
kids from regional areas as well as metro areas, having kids from religious schools as well as, you know, public schools, all of that was really important to, to kind of creating a bit of a sense of a picture. So, um, but yeah, it was a really big challenge. I have an amazing editor in Sue Curry who really helped me to pull all those threads together and, and get those different narratives balanced out. Love in Full Colour premieres tonight at the Lido Cinema. Uh, 6.30, call for a 7pm sharp screening and uh, get along and go and see it. It's at the Lido, which is in Glenferry Road, Hawthorne. Get there at 6.30. It's on the screen at 7. Susie Taylor from Fingerprint Productions, thank you for this beautiful movie and thank you very much for joining us on the line today. Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.